Welcome to the Mothering Through Childhood Cancer podcast, where we explore mindset strategies to help you navigate your child's cancer journey with confidence. My name is Samara Potter. I'm a pediatric oncologist, certified life coach, and your host. Let's get started. Welcome to episode eight, which is going to be the first in a three-part series about scanxiety. So for those of you who have been following the podcast, I took a little bit of time off for the holidays and hopefully you all had a good holiday season. I know that the holidays can be really charged for some people. And to be honest, I have a bit of a mixed feeling about them. I really enjoy the time with family, but I have always had a lot of thoughts about a lot of the patients that I have taken care of over the years and things that have happened around the holidays for me in my personal life that make me think of it as not necessarily only one way or the other. So if you are feeling that way as well, that is perfectly okay. And I feel you. The other reason that I took some time off was actually because I wanted to rebrand this podcast So if you've noticed a name change, uh, that's for a reason. So originally this was named Parenting Through Childhood Cancer, and I renamed the podcast Mothering Through Childhood Cancer because I wanted it to be clear that this podcast is not about giving generic parenting advice, uh, really traditional parenting advice at all. It's more about me being able to speak to moms whose kids happen to have cancer and recognize that we all in this mothering journey uh, don't have a roadmap and we're all working through it together. And that one of the big gaps, I believe, in medicine and when we're caring for families of children with cancer is that we don't do a great job in our medical system of really helping build resilience, emotional resilience, coping skills, and handling that mental aspect of of how do you deal with the day in, day out grind of worrying constantly about your child and about all the other million things that you have to worry about as a regular adult moving through this world with children. And so that is really the aim of this podcast is to help moms who are mothering through, whether it's in the middle of childhood cancer or after childhood cancer or, you know, anything really in between. It's, it's really my goal to be able to support you all and to help you get the mindset tools that you can use and carry with you at any time. And that's what I love about coaching. And I love about all these mindset techniques is that now that I know them, I know that I'm never alone or without tools or without skills to be able to help me when I'm feeling uh, desperate or overwhelmed or incredibly anxious as I know that I have the tools to be able to pull myself out of it. And I want that for you all as well, for you all to be able to have those tools. And the other part to this that I've noticed has been super helpful for me is having a community of people who are 
also interested in learning these tools and using these tools and have gone through similar situations. And I realized that there really isn't that sort of a community that I've seen for moms of kids with cancer. So that stops now. So (laughs) we're going to build it. And I'm really excited about this. So what I've decided to do is to start a new Facebook group. It's got the same name as the podcast, so Mothering Through Childhood Cancer, and it's completely free. You can sign up there, and I want it to become a community for moms who are going through this cancer journey with their kids and want to learn these uh, techniques, these mindset tools, so that they can better navigate this journey and want to reach out and talk to other moms and get other people's ideas and experiences and get feedback on how uh, to better think about different things, to go thought shopping. It's going to be an incredible community. You don't want to miss this. It's first of all, completely free. And I'm going to be offering a bunch of free trainings that are going to be exclusive just to this community. So I'm starting with this podcast, a three-part series on Scanxiety, and we will be working on creating our own Scanxiety protocols. And if you join the Facebook group, you can post questions about your Scanxiety protocol and be able to get feedback, and we can work on things together. So I think it's a really, really fun way to meet other people who are going through the same thing that you might be going through and fantastic opportunity to get feedback on your protocol. So if you have questions about how to do this, then, you know, the Facebook group is the place to be to reach me and to get my direct feedback on your protocol. All right. So with that, let's get started. So part one for today, uh, we're going to talk about Scanxiety and you guys just, let me just be, be real for a second and tell you that I'm going to mess this word up so many times <laughs> because it is uh, not easy for me to say. So when I uh, flub this multiple times, you guys will know why. So when I was thinking about anxiety, I will tell you, I actually had recorded a whole podcast episode on this and gone through it. And then I realized that it actually needed to be three separate podcast episodes for it to make sense. And for me to really be able to flesh it out in the way that I think you all need to create your own Scanxiety protocol at home. So what is a Scanxiety protocol? So a Scanxiety protocol is basically a roadmap for you that you can follow that will help you feel less anxious and less overwhelmed and less whatever emotion it is that you generally feel when it comes to scan day. And what I realized about scan anxiety, which is maybe a little bit different than some of the things that you might have heard or read about it, is that it's really made up of three parts. So it's the past focused the present focus, and then future focus, kind of all coming and swirling around together into 
incredibly uncomfortable emotions that make the whole experience usually pretty crummy for most people. So this episode, we're going to focus on the past. And the reason for that is because I think that a lot of moms, when they are thinking about sea anxiety, a lot of the fears that they have stem from some past experience. And very often that has to do with the original cancer diagnosis. Now, for some of you, it might not, there might be other things that have happened during the course of your child's illness, or maybe you had another family member or yourself, somebody else was sick, and and that's what really ended up being most upsetting for you. But whatever it is, I want you to really pay attention to what is the story that you are worried about. And for this first exercise, what I'd like you to do is to pull out a pen and paper, or of course a computer if you prefer, and just spend 10 or 15 minutes writing out that story as if you were telling it to somebody, a friend or yourself, somebody that hadn't heard it before. And what is the story that keeps you up at night that you worry about. So that's step one is writing your story. And once you've completed that, you should be very proud of yourself because it's not an easy thing to do. And then I want you to just take a deep breath, okay? And try to drop in to that part of yourself that we've talked about before where you really channel your compassion and curiosity and try to read your story as if it wasn't something that happened to you. Okay. And just read the words that you wrote down. And what I want you to look for in this first pass through of this story is for things that are facts. Okay. So when I say facts, I really mean facts like, you know, things that everybody can agree on. We're talking about, for example, in a court of law that nobody would dispute. So my child was diagnosed with cancer or the white count was 15 or whatever, whatever the objective, okay, facts are that you can find in your story. I want you to go through and underline those. Okay, so that's step number two is underlining the facts. And then for step three is going back and with a different color pen or marker is taking a look at the descriptive adjectives or any charged words in there, things that would definitely not fall under the category of facts And I want you to take those and highlight those or circle them with a different colored marker. So once you've done those three steps, I want you to proceed on to step number four. And step number four is to reread your story and try to drop into your body if it feels safe for you to do so. It doesn't feel safe for everybody to do so. But if it does, this is a good exercise to do. So 
try to drop into your body and then feel what is the emotion that you feel when you read the story back to yourself? What is that emotion? Name it. Is it sadness? Is it anger? Is it anxiety? Is it disbelief? Where do you feel that in your body? Does it have a color? If it, what does it look like? What does it feel like? Try to describe it to yourself and really get into recognizing what it is, this feeling that this story evokes in you. So I want you to write all of that down and then take a deep breath because that was probably a lot to go through. But there is a reason for it, okay? And the reason for going through this exercise is first and foremost to build recognition that our story has power. And the way that we tell our story to ourselves has power and meaning beyond the singular experience that we had. And then separating out the facts from the more descriptive charged adjectives really shows our brain logically that there are the facts and then there are the words and the ways that we use to describe our story. So the facts, the circumstances, we can't change, okay? Those are outside of our control. But the way that we talk to ourselves about our story, we can change. And whether you want to or not, that's up to you, of course, as with everything. But I want you to recognize the importance of the way that you talk to yourself and the way that you tell yourselves these stories, because they continue to have an impact on your life and continue to have an impact on your awareness around scans in the future. Now, some of you may like your story and you may not have any issues with your feeling that you had about your story and maybe the feeling that you had was determined or hopeful or, or I don't know, any sort of feeling that is for you one that is working and not giving you a negative connotation. And, and that's fine. And if that's true for you, then, then keep that story, okay? But for those of you who are interested or wish that they felt differently, I want you to know this. It is entirely possible for you to remember this story or to remember the facts of the story and feel differently than you do now. Now, why is that? So the reason for that is because memory is malleable, okay? We think about memory as something that is fixed, right? We had an experience. Hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast and want to learn more, check out my website at www.motheringthrough.com. It's the best place to go to find more resources on mindset coaching for moms of kids with cancer. It's also where you can sign up for a free discovery call with me, where we chat, no pressure, about whether coaching is right for you. See you there.